Last time on the family Matheson plays D and D. What did we do? We battled some stuff. Goblins. Where did we start? Oh, I remember. We started. You guys were in the woods trying to find the goblin caves. Yes. You just yes. fought off the hunting party or raiding party of goblins that were at the campfire, and you stayed the night there. And the next day, I was going to say, and then we went, we went up the trail that was discovered. Oh, yes, the bird. We followed, we, Archimedes found we it. The three guys, we followed the three guys into a cave and proceeded to uh, kill them. Take down the goblin king. So the big goblin. You saw the big goblin, the boss, boss goblin, come oh. into the village and break up a fight, and then he went up into a cave, and you snuck up after him, being all stealthy-like, and confronted his guards in the cave where they were on guard duty. Then he came out, and you killed him too. And when you guys walked back out of the cave, there was a big commotion down at the base of this, at the base of the cave entrance, where everybody was gathered around a big red fire, and there was a voodoo witch doctor goblin pointing at you and shouting. And so you guys ran away, <laughs> and you hid in the woods for a while, until kind of the commotion died down. Oh, and you did take a totem or talisman of the uh, boss goblin Zagzam. You took his belt as proof of defeating him because he had a big oh. belt buckle on it. Yep. All right. So we find ourselves afterwards journeying back to White. You're carrying the belt buckle from Zagzam, and you are intent to get your payment for defeating the goblin leader, hopefully putting an end to the raids on White's surrounding farms. So after the, the commotion all died down from the goblins hunting for you as you hid in your hiding spot that Ghost Slinger found for you, your excellent hiding spot where you were not discovered the entire day as these goblins were frantically searching for you, uh, you make your way back to the mountain road and cautiously start to head back towards White, half expecting to run into a goblin raiding band, especially since the goblins behind you are all on high alert. Oh my. Mm-hmm. So you can tell as you walk, you can tell that you are starting to get close to White uh, as you're starting to see the familiar browning of plants and the desolate ground that surrounds much of the city. As you're observing your growing closer to white, Merlin, you suddenly stop, and a gruff voice resounds in your, in your mind. Merlin, the evil in white is too powerful. I need your help. Orcs have me trapped in my mountain. Travel north to Scale Ridge. Please hurry. Merlin, you don't know this voice, but you recognize the feeling of this message in your mind, and you know that you can respond with a short message. No more than 25 words. <laughs> well, where did he ask us, me to go? Scale Ridge. Roll me a history yeah. check. Oh, actually, I guess I roll a history spell? check for you. Oh, no. Merlin, what is your intelligence modifier? It should say on your sheet. I have no intelligence. I don't believe you. It's three. It's a three plus. 
And you have history as one of your skills that's bubbled in? I do. That's five. All right. You aren't exactly sure where Scale Ridge is. Is that spelled S-C-A-L-E? Yes. But you can infer that it's probably... Well, you can infer that it is part of the Itzo Mountains, which you were just at the base of a couple of days before hunting for the goblin uh, goblin caves. Well, that's where we just came from. Yes, but that mountain range goes for several hundred miles up okay. to the north. It's a mountain range. So it could be a very long way away. Oh, my goodness. You think we need supplies? So you do know that any journey up the Ipso Mountains or the mountain road is treacherous and you can't take it lightly. You will need supplies and possibly more than just the three of you to stay safe for a journey of this length. It's running around behind you. <laughs> oh, is there is there a ferret on the carpet? Yeah. <laughs> She's doing flips in the other room now. <laughs> I'm glad somebody's paying attention. I'm drawing. This one pointed it out. <laughs> oh, okay. So you is that called the Ipso? I T S O. Is it I P or I S? I T S O. Thank you, Thomas the Tank Engine. What made Harry Potter's books so great was all the crazy names they had. Jessica. Look at it. Look at it. Oh Look at it. Look at it. Its butt and its face are right next to each other. <laughs> How can it survive? It's a donut. Hello, miss. Hello, miss. Hello, miss. I'm going to have my audio track full of ferret kisses. And her hitting the microphone because she wants to bite it. Um, next is a green fedora. <laughs> I like the color green. Is this a telepathic message to my brain? Yes, it does resound in your mind, not in your ears. So nobody else hears it but me? No one hears it but you. Wow. Okay. So it's on to white and get supplies and continue on to... But wait, didn't he say it's too dangerous and white? He did. But you don't know that. Uh, Merlin, I will give you that the... You feel as if the voice that's in your mind is also extremely powerful to have a telepathic message travel this far with this much intensity it has to have been sent by a very powerful mage Hmm. well so i will let you if you want you can talk to the party and then choose what message you're gonna send back or you can just start talking and your party won't know what you're talking about until you tell them why you just started talking. And actually, you may not even have to talk. You may just be able to think the message if you'd prefer to do that. Well, I can send them a message in their head. You cannot send a spell like this. I can't tell them something in my, their brain? Only because he messaged you. This is not message, which is what you have, which is a whisper that is whispered at someone's ear. It is an audible sound. This is sending which allows you to actually telepathically send a message. Okay. But you don't know who this person is, 
So for them to send you a message is beyond anyone's skills that you know of. So Ghostlinger and... Uh, Asharis. Ashara. Unless you want to talk to the Puma, who is... No, the Puma. I don't care about the Puma. <laughs> I have a strange feeling that we should continue to this scale ridge. Oh, no, I hadn't thought about to, this. Uh, Tiffy, roll me a d20. No, no, not more D20s. Ghostslinger, get... roll me a D20 as well. When are we going to get to the D100s? <laughs> roll a one on an attack roll. 100 attack roll. 16. 7. I don't like my 7. You don't like your 7? Ghostslinger, you have no idea where Scale Ridge is. However, Asharis, you do. You know that Scale Ridge is at least 410 day north up the Itzo mountain range. It is a very long way away on the edge of the realm. What did you say? 410 days? Yep, 410 day. A 10 day is one week. It is 10 days because eh, it's much easier. Hmm. Merlin, that's a long way. I don't understand. Why should we go there? My, uh... Would you like to hear the message again, Merlin, so that you know what they said? Well, they said I should continue to scale ridge. Please tell me the message again. Okay. The message said, The evil in white is too powerful. I need your help. Orcs have me trapped in my mountain. Travel north to scale ridge. Please hurry. Who is too powerful? The evil in white. Oh, the city of way? Wow. Well, I knew they were powerful. So if we help them escape, do you think that's going to help us in some way? You don't know what their motivations were for sending the message, but they are pleading for help. So it's up to you how you would react to someone calling out to you across a vast distance begging for help. There's only three of us and a cat. <laughs> Three of you and a cat against, apparently, enough orcs to trap someone inside my mountain. Okay. Asharis, I have a feeling that we need to rescue some someone, we don't exactly know who, who lives in a mountain, is being trapped and held there by more of these orcs, who, ghouls and goblins, but it's far, very far away. We have no supplies. We could live off the land. Is there anywhere to go get supplies on the way? Besides White? Well. White's not in the direction of the mountain. Let I mean, me look here. White is not in the direction of where we need to go. Let's say you guys are not terribly far from White. You would get there before sundown on this day if you were to head into White. And you do have a payment to collect there. But you've mm -hmm. also, well, Merlin, you've received this warning. And along the mountain road, there will be some small family farms, maybe. There might be a trade caravan, but there's not particularly anywhere to supply up. There are no cities along the mountain range. Let me... Actually, Asharis, you rolled a, a very good intelligence check for knowing things about the Itzo mountain range. So you know that on the far north of the Itzo mountain range is Draycott Castle, but 
You haven't heard anything about it in a very long time. The last you heard, the the place was little more than a frozen ruin of a town. Mm. <sighs> so we should head into White and get supplies and get the heck out of there. Could be dangerous. Okay. So is everything I, we do. I have 139 uh, silver, gold, and uh, copper. We are rich. We have plenty of money, so we should try to buy something for maybe a farmhouse or something and, and not go to white. Jessica, how do you feel about not getting paid your promised sweet, sweet loot for having defeated this goblin? Yeah, she already said. She was like, I need my money. <laughs> Well, she's got to tell me, not just you. Come on, speak it's up, little one. And actually, it's it's weapons, not money. Yeah, it's weapons. I forgot it's weapons. It's, yeah. Weapons could be hand, handy. You need those weapons. Exactly. That's why I want to go back. We could go to White and hold Mr. White hostage if he doesn't pay up. What the heck, man? <laughs> we need our loot. Give us our right it is. Let's move on to White, then. Are you going to send a message back? Yes, you do have an opportunity. You can still feel this this magical presence resonating in the back of your mind. You have an opportunity to send back a short message of 25 words, or you could not answer. It's up to you. I would say uh, we will do our best to arrive as soon as possible. Will I be able to contact this person again? You don't know. Hmm. I don't want to just walk into a mountain cave that I don't know anything about. Maybe he could tell us a clue about coming from the south or the north or the west. Whichever direction he said. Weast. Exactly. Weast. That's been my terrible directions this entire game. Weast, Patrick. Okay. You don't know if you'll hear back. You know that as soon as you respond, or as soon as you... Do you speak the words or do you think the words? Um, thinking the words. Okay, as soon as you think the words with the intention for them to be your response, you feel the tingling of magic in your mind cease as the connection between you and this person breaks. Uh, and you don't hear anything back immediately, so you don't know if you'll hear from them again or not. <laughs> All right. Can I, 25 words or less, I'd like to tell him that, uh, is there a clue that, of which direction and how to find him? A signal of some sort? A campfire? Smoke? A marking on the side of the mountain? Let me, I, I, I so let me see here. Okay, I'm thinking. Your 22 words with, we will do our best to arrive as soon as possible. Is there a clue or direction on how to find you? That is 22 words. Sounds good. Okay. The moment you uh, think the words with the intention to respond, the magical bond between the two of you breaks, uh, and you no longer feel their presence in your mind. Hmm. So on the knowledge of Scale White, there are many perils along the mountain road. Uh, Plenty who have attempted the mountain path do not return you will need to gather supplies and be ready for 410 day on the road just to get there. This is not a journey you take on without gathering supplies and potentially a couple of hired hands to make things stay safe out on the road. 
So you decide to head on to White to collect your reward. You continue traveling along for the rest of the day, and you're surprised to not find any goblins along your path. As evening is coming upon you, you find yourselves staring at the same walled city that you've seen before, this time from the... Weast. From the Weast. <laughs> and you see, you see the, uh, the, the beginning of the mountain road end at the... What's the name of that thing? Where there's holes and doors and walls. I can't remember. Anyway, oh, gatehouse. You, the, That's right, where they don't want to let you in. Yes, you see where the road ends at the gatehouse into white, and you don't expect that you'll have any trouble getting in since this is the same exit you left from at a 10-day, a half a 10-day ago. So you approach the gatehouse, and you are greeted by a gatekeeper. Gatekeeper. Oi, what you doing down there? We have... Payment. We have business with the Lord White. What payment is that? What business was you on for the Lord? That's for the Lord to know. And not you, my man. Hmm. What proof do I have that you're here to see the Lord and not just trying to pull a fast one? Take out your sword. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Here's a shilling for you, my man. Uh, he's up in a, a window above the gate, the same up, as the last up, time. Up. I will toss you a a uh, a copper or two. Open the gate, my man. Mm. A copper or two is insulting. For a silver, I'll let you in. One silver it is, then. <laughs> All right, be down in a moment. Don't tell anyone that I accepted your money, you filthy outsiders. You don't you don't hear you don't see him for a moment. He disappears from the window and comes down and the gate cracks open just a, pe- a pinch uh, as he unbars it and lets you in through a small door in the uh, in the large gate. Okay. All right, you better not be goblin spies. If we were goblin spies, we would goblins don't pay, they kill. Yes, but they're sneaky too. And he takes he takes the silver from you and and lets you be on your way. So it is evening. It's your let's see. You probably have you could get to White Manor and by about sundown, and then you'd still have to meet with the Lord and go find lodging for the night. You could lodge for the night and then meet him in the morning. You could tend to your other affairs that you need to take care of to get ready for your long trip. What would you like to do? I want my other hat. <laughs> Didn't you already get a hat from this town? Yeah, the other one. Hmm. All right. This don't grow on trees. They don't have them just everywhere right now. So, <laughs> so getting your hat is more important than getting paid. Right now. <laughs> Ghostslinger, what do you say to your compatriots as you require a new hat? I require a new hat from Hatland. Hats are us. Hats are us. Hatland, eh? Well, what does what does your compatriot say as you inform them that you require a new hat? <sighs> again. Yes, again. 
Ashars, what happened to your voice? Are we going to the Anton hat shop? Is that the only shop Anton. where you can buy things? Uh, it is hat. the one you know of. You could wander around and look for some other sellers. Because I think we cleaned him out. Yeah. Been a few days. It has been a few days. It's true. Okay, let's find another shop. That means another guy, another name. Another name that you have to write down. <laughs> Trying we to think of where you've the, uh, been. We could swing by the tavern for a snort. Mm, piggy speeds. I think that's what they're doing. Let's go to the Stonehaven Inn. Uh, you do know where the Stonehaven Inn is, and you know where Anton's shop is at. Yes, and the church, and the caves. So you wander around, perhaps headed back towards the Stonehaven Inn for the evening, and on your way, you find not a full-fledged shop like Anton's shop, but you see a... Man with a cart. He looks like he's headed back home for the evening, but this cart has got several shelves and hooks with supplies and ropes and a couple of outfits of clothing hung from it. Well, there has to be some pots and pans rattling there somewhere. Oh, undoubtedly there is some chain clanking and some pots and pans rattling. Maybe a pot hitting a chain, I don't know. It's uh, not a quiet procession down the street. Let's see what he has for sale. As he is walking, say he's headed away from you, so he does not see you. Naruto run over there. What was that, little girl? I have to Naruto run. Oh. So, as you call for him, Merlin, he will... uh, Stop the cart. It's one of those with a single axle. It's like a wheelbarrow. He'll stop the yes. cart and set it down with a clunk and turn to you and say, Uh, mon frere. What? Man, he's British. He's French. Uh, well, Merlin did call, uh, garçon. I said garçon. <laughs> you never know what you're going to find these days. Hello. Things aren't what they used to be. True. How can I help you, my good sir? you have any hats aboard? Oh, uh, headwear, oh, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I could... Feather. I'm sure I could put something together for you. Uh, what are you after? Something with a feather, you say? Hmm. Yes, well, I do I have... have a big feather. I do have this, this big feather here. And, hmm, let me look. And he rattles through a couple of drawers, and he pulls out one hat. Uh, Jessica, roll me a luck check. Roll me a D100. Finally! There you go. I needed this. She's going to look like a swashbuckler now. Or one of those three musketeer guys. Is this good enough? 82. Is that good enough? Uh, An 82, I think, will be good enough. Oh, I like this name. I don't know. I think I should. Yes. Yes, I like this name. I assure you this was randomly generated. A D100, you rolled an 84, you say? 82. 82? All right, on an 82, this hat is almost perfect. What do you imagine it looks like? It has to be an almost neon green fedora. It is an incredibly bright green fedora. The only thing it's missing 
is a large feather. And he's holding a feather, this large feather in one hand, and this bright neon green fedora. Ah, it looks like this is my last one. He's Irish. Yes. <laughs> no one else What's wanted it, name? as it is far too bright a green for anyone around here. I don't know if you've noticed, we're rather drab. Yeah. <laughs> Very gray. Yes, quite a few greys around town. No one wanted my bright green. It comes from many years ago when the town was not quite so, how do you say, uh, dead. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I love it. That was great. <laughs> I would be happy to give it to you for the low, low price of six silver. Okay. No. It's too much. No, it's too, too much. much. Too much, you say? You insult me. That's this is the lowest much. price, and all of you will not find another hat like this in town. I want it. It's been, you've had it for two years. Come on. That doesn't make it any <laughs> less good. Your... It's been on no head. No heads have been under this hat. <laughs> it has waited for your beautiful melon its entire life. <laughs> I will. I'm alone. <laughs> I just want my hat to melon. Do you want it with the feather? Yes. Uh, just one moment, please. And he turns his back to you, and he quickly uh, takes the hat, and you see this hand going out like he's quickly sewing something together, and then he pops it back around, and this feather looks like it was made to be there. He says, how is this, madame? Good job. And he'll hold out the hat in one hand, and his open hand in the other for your silver. We'll take it for four silver. No, we won't. I'm I'm talking to the madame. <laughs> he shall take my six silver, and I shall take my hat. So he hands you the hat as you give him the silver, and in a huge, ridiculously exuberant gesture, he will take off his large hat and twirl it around and bring it to his chest and say, Thank you, madame. It has been a wonderful serving you. <laughs> I am Igor, if you should need anything in the the future. And he bows. You're Igor. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So what are we going to need for our trip? Beef jerky. Beef jerky. More fedoras. Do we not need any more hats? That's it. No more. I'm getting a light blue one. Uh, Might I ask where uh, you are headed, my fine compatriots? You don't need to know where we're going. We just need to buy... Provide information. Uh, Pardon, what was that? We're going to... Somewhere. Don't tell people where we're going. Why not? Why do you need to tell them where we're going? They they could be spies. They could tell somebody else. You, sir, have trust issues. I understand (laughs) it is dangerous out there. I'm just trying to help good customers. We need to know. Just give us the beef jerky and shut up. (laughs) Well, how much beef jerky should you want? Enough for ten days. Ten days? Ten days days of beef jerky? This is a lot of jerky. Hmm. Give me a moment. And he'll rustle in the cart a little bit. And he'll say, and he'll pull out, not a jar. He'll pull out a satchel and start stuffing some beef jerky into it from a couple of different places that is stored on the cart. And he'll pull out one specific stick of beef jerky, and he'll uh, he'll take it over to Ghostslinger, and he whispers in Ghostslinger's ear, "This one is for that guy. It will make him fart for a day." 
<laughs> oh yes. And then he she, he sticks it in a small pocket on the side of the bag. <laughs> anything to help uh, is 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 my pleasure. Okay. <laughs> it could be a weapon. Okay, so we have tons of beef jerky. Just to get out of here. In case I get captured, I know what to eat. <laughs> no, you don't. He whispered that. Let me let me roll. Ooh, that's close. Let me roll again. Nope. Okay. You did not hear Igor whisper to Ghostslinger. This much beef jerky is considerable amount of food, especially since it takes so long to dehydrate. Let's say mm, there's three of us. One, one, one gold uh, and uh, two silver. I'll pay that. Who's gonna pay? I'll pay that. One gold and two silver. So I, I know you went on a shopping trip before, so there's probably not a great many things that you need, but you can ask him for anything that your imagination can come up with that you might need on a trip. I just don't know. I don't know what we might need. Well, it depends on how roleplay intensive you want to be. You might ask for an extra pair of boots. You know that you're headed north into the cold. You may ask for extra clothes. You could ask for a cloak or a heavy cloak or a rain cloak or something that you want for roleplaying. I could ask for a bath. Oh, wait, I can get new clothes? We've been on the road for a week. <laughs> why, why, of course, I have many, well, not many, many, but I have a few clothes on my cart. I can whip something up for you if you have a few days to wait. Eh, no. <laughs> well, what about this, this beautiful summer dress? And he pulls out this little thin, skimpy summer dress. It is also from before town was terrible. Hmm? I could never sell it here, but it would look good on you, my dear. I'm not wearing a dress. Hmm. Not that kind. Just a moment. And uh, he'll go around the cart. He'll, like, bound around it to the other side real quick. And he'll, he'll pop back out to the side. How about this? This leather harness. You can strap all kinds of bags and potion bottles and whatnot to it. It will serve you well. That seems nice. That might be good. Uh, let's see, the leather work could take me, ooh, it takes a while. Uh, how about, uh, seven silver? Who's paying for this one? This one You, pay. it's for you! Well, you, well, I, you I, Miss Fred, I don't care who pays, but generally, if you want something, you pay for something. Well, we're all paying. This one Excuse me, I gave well, you the platinum point, and I didn't get one. Oh... Oh, is that a character? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a platinum, you say? Do you know how many golds a platinum is? This is this is worth a significant amount of money, and I oh you you make Igor feel like I'm getting ripped off. I should be charging you double. Right, but I am a good, honest man. I will keep my prices the same. No, go somewhere else. Okay, bye. Oh, no, no, don't leave, don't leave me. This one doesn't like you. But surely, surely you should not be complaining about the measly few silver when uh, your compatriot has given you uh, a platinum. Yes, and they told me in Cuba, don't be flashing your money around. I, I, I cannot even make you change. That is so much money. 
I'm just going to leave now. Bye. <laughs> ah, well, if you should feel better tomorrow or the day after or any day after that, feel free to come back. Igor's cart is always open, except for when I'm in bed. And then it is, well, it's technically still open. It's, it doesn't have doors, but it will be open when I'm awake. <laughs> nice. Okay. We have food. All right. I do. You you have food for 10 days. Well, you have jerky for 10 days. I'm sure you could pick up some other stuff along the road. The jerky will keep. You don't have any perishables. You could uh, ask at the Stonehaven Inn if if their kitchen has any perishables they could supply you with before you leave. Or you could ask anybody. You could see about finding some extra travel companions to go with you if anybody wants to leave the town. Uh, just to have some extra muscle along the road. Or you could travel on your own not wanting to involve anyone else in your affairs. It's completely up to you how you go about it. So let's say eh, you are with Igor for a little while. Probably. It's probably about dusk. You, the lamplighters have definitely started to light the uh, the lamps around town. And it started to get a little bit dark. And again, there is now no one on the road. The road's around town. It's pretty barren. Let's go to the end. All right, I don't hear anybody saying otherwise. So the three of you finish heading, uh, finish traveling along one of the ring roads that's going to take you back to the Stonehaven Inn, and you see the familiar building. It looks basically like all the other buildings around it, but the overhang on the building is a little bit larger, and the door is a double door instead of a single door. When you open the door, you are greeted by Lewis, who ran. Uh, you met your first night in town. And he says, I forget what his voice sounded like, so he says, Oh, why? Hello? No, everyone is French now. What the heck is this? It's just a moment. Hmm. I need to get back into my British. Hmm. Welcome. It's all French in my mind. It's all broken. Just a moment. Oi, chaps. It's a good night to you, love. Oh, hello. No, nope, still French. What the heck? Family ah, <laughs> Frenchies, get out of my mouth, you French people. Um, welcome. Welcome to uh, the Stonehaven Inn. How can I help you? Now he's Irish. We need one night. The room for an Irish, night. French, British man, we need one night. Yeah, I'm blurring all my Europeans together. Anyway, uh... One night, uh, that's not that big a deal. Let's see. You've been here before, haven't you? Yes. Is there a discount for returning customers? If you remember, someone said that if you mentioned them, you'd get a discount. Orville. Orville. I think. Well, let me look. Orville from before? I don't see an Orville. Let me see. Wait a second. Broken. No, cask. Cask Hall. Why is Cask Hall not on here? Anton. <laughs> no, Anton's the other guy. He's the shopkeeper. Uh, so, what do you say, Ghost Slinger? Orville says hi. <laughs> oh, oh, Orville over in uh, over in Cask Hall, eh? Well, uh, yes. any friend of Orville is a friend of mine. We send business back and forth frequently. 
I'm sure that I could arrange something nice for you. How about, uh, you said one room? I think last time it was nearly a gold because you had the two whippersnappers. Mm-hmm. How, about, how about five silver? You can have a, a silver off for the night. Okay, Lewis, we'll, we'll take it. Who's Lewis? That's you. You're right, it is Lewis. I am Lewis. <laughs> how did I know? What's this? Ah, forgive me. It's Who been it's been a long day. Now I think I'm Irish again. What the heck? Orville is the guy who gave, getting us the discount, and Lewis is the guy who runs the place. Yes, I knew that. I was I saw Thompson. He runs the other tavern. You haven't seen old Thompson yet, have you? No. I probably shouldn't have named him Thompson. He shouldn't have been named Thompson because Thompson's the same farmer guy. But oh well, whatever. Different cities, towns, districts. As it were, five silver and you can have the room for the night. Same one as last time, eh? That will be fine. Okay, we accept that. I'll bring in the bags. <laughs> All right. So you guys go upstairs. And as you're about to head up the stairs, Lewis will call up after you. Hey, how about uh, how about uh, food? Do you guys need anything for dinner? Do we? Yes, I believe so. I'll have something brought up. Don't worry about it. We'll call it as part of the room for the night. Perfect. And uh, you guys head on up to your room. Uh, it's the same as last time. I think I said there's a mirror and a bed and plenty of room for the three of you. As you're kind of unpacking your stuff, it's not too terribly much longer before uh, you hear a very soft knock at the door. It's kind of very quiet. I can't knock. I don't have any wood. Like that. What do you do? Somebody answer. Somebody answer? I'm not answering. I don't want to get stabbed in the face with something. I'll answer. Somebody's going to stab us? No. (laughs) I'll answer the door. Uh, When you open the door, you don't find anyone there, but you do find a tripod with a large tray of food on it. It's not so big that you can't fit it through the door. But uh, there's a couple of rolls, there's a few small pieces of what you think is maybe mutton, uh, and I don't know what vegetables are natural to England, let's say... Carrots. Some carrots, and... Oh yes, uh, carrots and beets, that sounds very British. Beets. Yes, beets are terrible. Oh, and they're really bad because they're boiled. Boiled beets. Ah, so British. terrible. Terrible. Peas, not beets. That's no, they're beets. Sugar. Sugar, sugar peas. Sugar beets. They smell terrible. So you got a, you've got dinner for the night. Yes, all that for five silver. And not bad for three people. Yep. All right, let's eat up and go to bed. We have to get up early and go to see Mister White. Get our payment. Give him the belt buckle. And be on our way. For our next adventure. Alright, so you guys bed down. Uh, you recover all hit points. Not that you lost any. Not that you used any spells. Because you traveled for a few days to get back. The next morning, you are greeted by the sun coming in your window. It's it burns. a little bit cooler than you might have expected for this time of year. But overall, it's nice out. You don't really hear any birds chirping or singing, but... Uh, as you take in a deep breath to start the day, it feels like uh, it's going to be a nice one. Fall is in the air. 
Well, I said spring, but so we'll stay. I'll try and stay consistent. It's spring at the moment. Okay. But it's a little bit of a, a chill spring morning. <clears throat> Good. We don't have to worry about freezing to death until we get to the mountains. Yeah. You remember the guy that was hastily taken away and we felt sorry for him? I wonder where he went. John? Yes. I just got it back. I got my accent back. I just did it just now. Just a little too late to matter. Just now. (laughs) It's like they always said, you got to have that one thing you can say in order to snap you around into a different voice. It's very important as a linguist. Not a linguist. A voicist. Yes, that sounds a bit better. (laughs) A voice actor? (laughs) A voicist, thank you. We are very posh. Very, very posh indeed. All right, so... Uh, out of the voice. You guys wake up. It looks like it's going to be a beautiful day. When you open your door in the morning, you're greeted with a, a, a small tray of breakfast stuff, the same as you have been the last couple times, but not quite as good as that first time when you had the two kids with you. They gave you a little bit extra for the kids. And I'm assuming you eat breakfast and head out into town. Perfect. We agree, so we do it. You guys head out into town. Where do you want to go? Mr. White's. White Manor. Alright. I will remind you that as you walk through town on your way back towards White Manor, you see the barracks for the knights uh, in white, with the door guard, who is a different young man than the last time you saw him standing there at the door. And you head on up to White Castle, unless there's anything else you would want to do. There's no more shops. There may be some other shopkeepers. You might have some more interactions with some interesting fellows if you wanted to talk around. Uh, what would you be looking for? I don't know. I don't know what we're going to need on this blade. Another really. hat. No more hats. You could inquire with someone you trust about what you might want to take with you on the trip. Who do I trust? Well, you don't know a huge number of people in town, but of the people you've met, you could have one that you trust more than the others that you'd be willing to ask. Or you could trust none of them. It's up to you. Horrible. Yeah. Hard to know a well-traveled person, you know. Well, in this case, it's more about trust, but you do know that Orville, being a tavern keep would probably have talked to a good number of people that have come through the town so you'd figure he'd at least know many people of people that traveled from that direction to the pub okay so before you head over to white manor or castle white you run back past the uh cast call tavern and i never described the outside of it what should the outside of Cascal Tavern look like? I'm thinking it's got those western style door. No, this is England. Never mind. It's got a large wooden door with a. Actually, it can't have. <clears throat> and the shutters are closed because it's early in the morning. And the last time you went in here, all the shutters were closed. So you see big window shutters on the outside. They're kind of the same brown color scheme as the bricks of the buildings around it and a large oak door 
stained a deep brown. It's almost black. It's English oak. Nice. <laughs> and when you try the door, it's locked. He's not there, of course, because nobody's boozing in the morning. Well, the last time you came by in the morning, he was there. He was cleaning up. It's not like we could call ahead. Early night. We have to break in. No. Or somebody's a locksmith. He's not going to be mad. He's going to be mad at us if we break in there. Then We've broken in there once before. Just, on accident. Just, just going to throw it out there. I rolled an intelligence check. You could knock. Oh. Oh, so we're stupid. I was thinking it's locked. He's not there. He lives there, right? Yeah. Okay, knock on the door. It takes a couple of minutes, but as you're standing there and you're just about to give up, you'll the, a small window, like a small square, pops out of this the top kind of middle of the door where um, we experienced a brief technical interruption. Technically, family walked in and wanted to talk for a little bit. And now, back to the show. You knock on the door, and you hear... Let's see, just a moment. Uh, and you hear... Oh, he opens the little window. That's what he was doing. Okay, Orville opens the little window, and he peers out. He says, Oh, it's you lot! Well, quick, get in here! Uh, and he'll... Uh, you hear the, the bar on the door unlatch, and he, he swings it open. Come on in! Come on in! I thought you guys was going to be back a lot sooner than this! Well, he must like us. I was sure we were going to have to convince him to let us in. <laughs> no, you was... Uh, why didn't you guys come back? You were supposed to go down into the cellar. You was after that uh, that treasure. Uh, what what did I say it was called? Because I forget. Because I'm terrible at this. Uh, I think it was... Uh... The yellows. No, that's not the, what... The shiny, that's it. The shiny was the other thing. Oh, that's right. That's what Zab Zab said. The shiny. He was upset about it. Some kind of treasure. <laughs> it's why is no one keeping a, a log of all this stuff? I've got too many notes to sort through. I'll just do a search. Ah, Mercia. Oh, that's the only time treasure's mentioned in the whole thing. Oh well. I don't think that's what Orville called it. I think Orville called it something wrong. Maybe it's Mer Mercia Merc. I don't remember. Anyway, you were supposed to be going to look for that lost treasure down in the thing. Why didn't y'all come back? What you been up to? The lost treasure of Mac. That's what I remember. Well, thank you, little girl. You were supposed to be after the lost treasure of Mac. Um. Do you want to correct him? You do know better now since you talked to uh, Lord, uh, Lord White. Something to do with something. Because you know it's the treasure of Mercia. Yeah, it's Mercier. Okay. Oh, what? What'd you say, uh, elf lady? I am a Japanese ninja person. What's a Japanese ninja person? Where are you from? Nowhere. Are we talking to the innkeeper? No, we're talking to uh, Orville. Yeah, the uh, the tavern keep uh, of Cascall Tavern. What? Orville. We're talking to Orville then. Yes. Goblins. I think we can trust Orville for some reason. Yes, we can. Orville, do you know anything about the goblins? Oh, we talked about the goblins the last time you was in here, I think. Have They've you been anything new. Well, it's only been 
half a ten day. Not that much changed in half a ten day. I did hear mm-hmm. some some hubbub that there was another uh, attempt to get rid of them, but I didn't see the knights all gather up like usual, so I don't know how much truth there was to that. Where would we find some knights that might want to go on an adventure with us? Ooh, uh, that's that's a difficult question. They're bound by their duty to take care of the town. They're sworn to Lord White uh, to do his uh, his bidding. I don't know that any of them would uh, would leave town, but uh, if you had uh, something related to town, they might help. Are there any soldiers of fortune that might be around? Oh. Uh, you're thinking the uh, the hireable type, eh? Uh, yeah, there yes. might be a few of them around. If you uh, if you was to wait uh, until evening, there might be a couple strapping young men who'd be in here, willing to uh, grab a sword for some coin. We'll be here tomorrow. Can you put out the word, and maybe we can come back and talk to a few of them. What? Yeah, I can. I can do that for you. Well, what you what you thinking? Uh, should I tell them they're they're headed down into the catacombs and see if there's any of them interested? Or no, no, don't tell them where they're going. Oh, just ask if they'd be willing to swing a sword for uh, for some coin. Yes. Thinking a, a protection type job. I mean, I got to tell them something. Yes, protection for us bodyguards. Oh, bodyguard! I'm sure a few of them be willing to take that up. That's uh, besides half the time bodyguard and ain't even doing anything. It's just standing there looking dangerous. <laughs> so yeah, I can ask around. I'm sure a few of the guys would. We could use a couple of men. Are you uh, are you looking for uh, for just the uh, the the sword swinging type? We don't have too much in the way of magics around here. You remember how it's all not allowed and all that jazz. Oh no, just, just uh, a but we we might have. Uh, I might I might be able to find a couple that's uh, pretty good with a bow and arrow. Either or, both or one, one one each maybe, and uh, we could work out a deal and uh, maybe a, a nice reward at the end of this. Is is that what Ashara says? We're hiring mercenaries? Question mark. Why are we hiring mercenaries? <laughs> well, we were going to take uh, some help with us to clear out those caves. I know, but I figured if we just went and talked to the knights, then they would want to clear out the rest of the goblins while the you know boss is dead and all that. We were just going to show them and they would go with us halfway. Wait, what do you mean the boss is dead? <laughs> Kill them. See, you can't tell everybody anything. <laughs> I'm trying to talk to you. Okay. All right, wait a minute. Now he heard you. <laughs> I don't think the guys at the barracks are going to Is that is that why you uh you didn't come back? Did you guys uh go off on uh, a different adventure? Yes, a mission. Huh. Yes. Now we need to know about what's that ridge? Something ridge. Something rich. Asharis. In the north. Yes. Asharis. Mm-hmm. Pull out your sword and put it to the narrator's neck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what we would and call an intimidation check. And tell him that if he tells anyone, it's going to be the end of him when we come back. 
are you telling her to do this? Or are you out of character telling her to do this? I said Asharis. Fair point. Ooh. You are the innkeeper. I'm assume. No, he's the. Wow, you have plus one to charisma, so plus one to intimidation. Okay, at the uh, Stonehaven, Stonehaven Inn. Your name is Lewis. And no, no, no. Lewis. You're not at the Stonehaven Inn. You're over at Cast Call Tavern with Orville. Oh, Cash Call. Orville. All right, so Orville's the only one being threatened right now. Orville. Well, do you still want to threaten Orville since a second ago you said you trusted him? Now you're threatening no, him. I, I had Orville. the wrong person, yes. Okay, Orville, yeah. It, we trust you, but... Because he was asking you where you guys went and then offering to find people that would work for you. Yes, well, I appreciate that. And now that I understand where I'm at, I feel much better. And But I still appreciate you not telling everybody in the world that we killed the the goblins king. Oh no, I won't I I won't say anything uh and 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 unless you you want me to. I mean, if I was you, I'd be proud of that. Everybody in town would be uh all over you, but I can understand if you haven't uh claimed the reward as it is. We'd like to talk to Mr. White first. Wouldn't want anybody else trying to weasel their way in there and claim that they did the deed. I completely well, we understand. We have proof. We have proof, so we're not concerned about that. Okay, so now we are on a journey to something ridge. Scale Ridge is where Merlin's message was from. Or at least it's where he was told to go. Scale Ridge. And we need information about where, what sort of equipment we might need for such a journey. Probably a rope with a big hook on it. So we can <laughs> so we can climb. The grappling hook? A grappling hook. Hopefully we'll get some of these things from Mr. White. It's true, the weapons. Who knows what could be in the weapons? So, you've, you've, you've come back from your, your uh, adventure defeating the goblin hordes off to the west. And now you're thinking you're going to head on up north, eh? Scale Ridgeway. That's, uh, that's a pretty big trip. I don't need to know what's got you going up that way. But uh, if you're going to, there's a couple of different ways you could get there. There's the mountain road, which if you went out uh, towards the goblins uh, out west, then you know the beginning of that path it heads out to the to the to the west, and then it curves north and heads up the mountains, the, the whole way north up past Scale Ridge, and up and past that. Uh, it's a it's a good long trip. The road's Pretty rocky along some of it. Might be tough to get a, a whole carriage through there, but mm, it could also be difficult to carry as much stuff as you'd need without one. You could grab some uh, some mounts to take with you. It might be expensive. Uh, they'd be able to carry your stuff for you, of course. Traverse the, uh, the difficult path. Uh, if you wanted a, a slightly easier time of it uh, from here... Probably wouldn't be any longer to uh, to head on down the old road over to uh, to Brentwood, uh, resupplying Brentwood before you head out, and uh, you could head out from there up the dirt path that leads to uh, what's the name of that place? Yeah, and he stops to think for a moment, and he says, "Ah, yes. If you headed out that way up the dirt path, you wouldn't have to go along the Rocky Mountain Road for quite as far. You'd come in up north of." Uh, Draycott Castle, 
Ah, uh, I wouldn't particularly recommend stopping there. The last I heard, it's little more than a ruin. But if you left from there, you could come down the mountain road along the rocky path and make your way to Scale Ridge. There's a, a pass in the mountains that you could follow over into Scale Ridge area. All right. I think uh, your second plan is would be better. I don't really want to go back toward the Goblin Mountain. So yeah, if you uh, if you head out back towards Brentwood, you'd be going through the the woods of Brentwood for for quite a ways, and maybe run into some uh, some hilly regions up north of Brentwood. Like you said, if you headed back out the mountain road, you'd be going back past the Goblin Caves, uh, and probably facing some some mountain creatures, maybe a few mountain folks. Be tough to say what you see out there. It's it's pretty wild country. Yeah. You might be best to uh, to follow, uh, to leave from Brentwood. Then you wouldn't have such a, a long journey without resupply. Ooh. All right, let's go see Mr. White then, and, and he will be on our way. Uh, should I still be asking about them uh, them bodyguards that she was talking about? Uh, I know... Uh, what do you think, Asharis? We might pick them up in Brentwood. Oh, uh, that's a fair point. You could ask around Brentwood, then you wouldn't have to pay them but for half the journey. I don't want to pay people to go with us. Well, do be uh, do be careful out on the road. It can be dangerous. Uh, even even the old road between here and Brentwood that doesn't get traveled very often, there's a reason why. I mean, some of them creatures out there can be pretty nasty. In the last few years, it's been rough, what with the goblins and whatnot, but the, the wild beasts have been acting up. I'm sure you heard about it when you was over in uh, Brentwood. All right. Let's let's go do our talk to Mr. White and get our our tools, weapons. Well, you'll be welcome here when uh, whenever you should return. If you uh, need to use my cellar door, like I said, just make sure you lock it back up on your way out. Good luck finding that treasure. But it seems like you're on another path to treasure, from what I can tell. Precisely. Okay, we're on our way. And you guys head out towards, head out of Cast Call Tavern. And uh, as you're on your way out, he, uh, Orville, will kind of say, Oh, how rude of me. Uh, would you guys like a drink before you go? Half price. Good friends and all that. It is a mite early, though, so I understand. No, no, no offense here if, you, if you've got places to go. I'd rather not. All right. You need to keep a keep a clear head. Safe travels to you, and uh, uh, if you're ever back in this part of town, yeah, look me up. Uh, and he waves at you and closes the door, and you hear it as the bar slides back into place, and you hear his footsteps walk away. Let's go see Mr. White. <laughs> so you head back over towards Castle White. You see from here, see, leaving from here... You'd probably see the church, because the church is big, in a big empty field, kind of in the middle of town. You see the knight's uh, barracks again, and you travel up the kind of twisting path up the hill that Castle White sits on, past the bramble-filled garden and up to the big door that you've stood at once before. What do you do? You're staring at this... All right, so you knock on this uh, this big wooden double door with the uh, the heavy iron, I guess, rivets on the front of it. Mm-hmm. And 
almost yeah. instantly. <laughs> you're greeted by the same doorman you've seen once before, and Henry. Henry, where are you? Why, yes, sir. How may I help you? Would you like to see Mr. White today? Ah, you have returned from your journey, I take it. Just a moment. Yes. <laughs> and uh, he will he'll disappear back inside the door and close it, and you hear the latch click closed again. And oh you're God. left waiting. For basically the same amount of time he left you waiting last time when he didn't know who you were. It is to the point of being not comfortable. It's rude. Uh, Ghost Slinger, I want you to roll me a perception check. Okay. 19. This girl doesn't roll anything but 18s, 19s, and 20s. Except for that (laughs) one seven. It was a seven. One seven in the entire, like, ten weeks we've played. All right. So, Ghost Slinger, as the door opens, if you remember, you were suspicious the last time you were here. You were the only one who didn't quite buy the story about the goblins, and you were kind of still a little bit suspicious of Lord White. So, when the door opens and you see Henry's face again, you catch a faint glimmer of something unnatural about Henry. As soon as you see it, you don't see it anymore. You're not sure, but you think you saw, like, a weird glow about his face. But then the minute it's gone, you just see Henry's normal face again. That's so fun. And when Henry opens the door, he uh, let's, let me let me get my my pompous my pompous man face back on. All right, the Lord will see you now, <laughs> and he'll open the door widely and step back out of the way. Down the hall and on your left, same room as before. And as you guys come in, he'll close the door behind you and follow you into the uh, the same sitting room that you were in before. When you met Lord White the first time. So when you guys go into this room, Henry will close the door behind you again. You see, I believe, a couch, a kind of armchair, a coffee table. There's some pictures around the room. And you're left to wait again. (laughs) This time there is no coffee on the, the coffee table. I think they found out that I And after a few minutes, Lord White will uh, appear at the door. And when he opens it, he opens it in a kind of grandiose manner and says, Welcome back, great brave adventurers. Uh, I'm so glad that you have returned. Uh, do please tell me that your presence brings with it tidings of your success. Has the big boss goblin been defeated? Well, uh, I wouldn't say he was defeated, but we killed him. Oh, that sounds pretty defeated to me. (laughs) So there should be disarray among their court. I imagine without their strategic leader, they won't be putting up much of a fight. If I send some of my knights that way... Uh, we should be able to round up most of them and scatter them back into the hills, the blighters. I can't thank you enough, but I am 
going to have to insist that uh, you have hopefully brought with you some form of proof of your success. Yes, we... It just so happens we have. Well, I'm very happy that you thought ahead. Feast your eyes on this. Goblin belt buckle. Ah! The big man. The big man himself. We would have brought his head, but it's too much it was all dried up by the time we got here. <laughs> so, well, I'm glad you didn't bring his head. I don't need to see that kind of gruesomeness. Just a moment. Uh, Lord White will head over to the door, and he'll crack it open. Henry! Henry, my good man! Uh, please bring me uh, one of the knights. I need them to prove that this item came from the boss goblin. And you hear, maybe you think you hear a kind of humph from, from down the hall as uh, Henry maybe had to stop doing something he was doing and head off in a different direction. Lord White says, yes, it shouldn't be long now. I'm sure that uh, one of the knights will, will be able to vindicate your claim. And just as he's about to go on, the envoy comes barging into the room. <laughs> and he eyes over each one of you. you. You almost think you can feel the room get colder as he enters, wearing all black in his long cloak. Who is he, uh, Mr. Scrooge? He doesn't say anything. He just takes up a standing position in the corner by the door. And Lord White kind of addresses him. Ah, uh, yes. I believe you may have met my envoy before. He wanted to be here to validate the the reward. He's, he's very concerned with me giving away part of my my family's heritage as as is understandable we do not have much left and he helps me in uh, matters of, of finance there isn't going to be any trouble is there no I'm, I'm sure it will be fine there's it's not a big deal uh, let's just wait Wait quietly. I would offer you coffee, but unfortunately, it seems one of my coffee cups has gone missing, and I do not have a full set, and I would not be ashamed, or I would be very ashamed, to set out an incomplete set. <laughs> it's not my problem. Let's get on with it. We have things to do. All right, after a few more moments, a, a ghost slinger, roll me a perception check. Perception check. Nine. Okay. You all see a rather large man come in. Uh, you can hear him before you see him. You hear his, his armor, his full plate mail clacking as he as he walks down the the short hallway to this, this sitting room that you're in. And the door opens with, with Henry standing there. And the knight comes in. And the, the eyes of the knight meet with the envoy. And they meet with... Lord White, and he stands to attention and says uh, in a gruff voice, Yes, my lord, how can I help? And Lord White will also stand up. My boy, I need you to verify uh, that, that this trinket 
is from the body of the boss goblin. And he, uh, Lord White, holds up the, uh, the, the belt buckle that you've, you've shown as, as proof of your claim. And the, the knight takes it in one hand, looks it over, and responds. My lord, I do believe that that is, in fact, from the boss goblin. It looks very similar to when we encountered him at the Battle of Blazing Hill. As far as I know, it's the only time we saw him. Lord White will look back at you and... Or he'll take the belt buckle from the knight and says, That will do, my good man. Thank you for your time. And the, uh, the knight will turn on his heel and march out of the room and back off to the barracks. When Lord White turns to you with a big smile on his face, he says, Well... That, uh, that will do it. I will, I am lament to lose the items from my family armory. But the trade will be well worth it to see the end of the goblin raids. Come with me. Each one of you may select something as your reward. Uh, and as he says reward, the envoy goes, Hoof! And he very quickly steps out of the room, his, like, cloak flapping behind him in a big huff. And he heads up the stairs and disappears down the hall. Lord White, undisturbed, bids you to follow him down the hall and not up the stairs. He uh, takes you down a passageway into a large, uh, a long, drafty hallway to a relatively smaller room. When he opens the door, you see a kind of drab walls not really painted it looks like they might have been at some point but a lot of the paint has flaked off over time there's a sparring mat in the middle of the room and around the walls you see an array of weapons racks scattered about the room it looks as if this room has gone disused for a while a few of the items have fallen from their wall mounting and you see a suit of armor in the corner, but it has fallen from its mount and is now propped up by the wall to its right, kind of slumped over. And roll me uh, an investigation check, everyone. 20. 13 for Jessica. Well, darn. Okay. I gotta do something for that. Merlin, you move into this room. Yes. And you are immediately drawn to a small cabinet. It is, it's kind of, it's covered in kind of some odd bits and ends, some, some pieces of, of old leather. The knob on it is tarnished, but when you open it, your eyes are kind of drawn to this small box, not unlike a jewelry box. And when you pull it out and open it up, you see a soft velvet lining with three bulb-shaped potion bottles. Mm. Uh, two of them, unfortunately, only have a drop of liquid left in them, which isn't really enough to be useful. But the bottle in the middle contains an orange liquid that fills it to the top of the bulb, and swirling above that uh, is a thick black smoke that fills the neck of the bottle. 
Uh, when you pull the cork out, the smoke starts to bellow out, but it doesn't dissipate. It just keeps going. And Lord White says, Oh, that is a fine prize indeed. I believe that is a fire-breathing potion. My grandfather brought it back with him after a trip across the sea to a land far to the south where the deserts ranged further than the oceans. Interesting. Hmm. Like a dragon. Asharis, as you ma- make your way around this room, you find, or you spy, some arrow racks. There's some bow and arrows up on the, uh, the top, up above you on the wall. It looks like most of them, their strings have rotted away. There's not much left in here of use. But in the kind of, I'll call it an arrow stand, for lack of a better word, but in this, in this kind of slotted area where there are quivers of arrows, most of these arrows in their quivers look like they've been here for a very long time. Their quills are muted and dry-rotted. Uh, dry they don't appear to be of much use. But you find one quiver of arrows that stands out from everything else. They're covered in a layer of dust, but the quills are bright, and they're soft but firm. They look like the feathers are from a fine bird. When you pull one of them out, small sigils decorate the arrow shafts. The sigils are seem to be inlaid in silver. They appear to be very similar in quality to the ones that you were given in Brentwood, except this time, instead of just the three... There are, there's a full quiver of 20 arrows here. Uh, you can mark down on your inventory, 20 plus two arrows. Ah, a fine eye. Those are from a long time past. My Uncle Ellis, he was given those as a wedding gift by the Lord of Brentwood. I was but a boy at the time. Not much of a hunter, he never used them. But they could serve you well. And Ghostslinger... As you move around the room, looking through the detritus and various bits and pieces, uh, you're not particularly drawn to any one item. It looks like everything here is kind of rotted away and junky to you. But you do see some swords. There's some bows that you could restring. There's daggers that seem like they have fairly nice inlaid handles. There are some... Armor sets that draw your attention. Most of them seem to be missing pieces, but you think you could make out a full set of something from them if you were to piece bits and pieces together. You look like you think you could make a chain, a scale mail set, and a chain mail set, but those aren't of much interest to you since your dexterous fighting style would be hindered by the heavier mail. But your eyes come upon a cabinet that's closed, and you remember something that Lord White said about having something from far off east. And when you open it, you find a... You'll have to forgive me. I don't, I don't know what they're called, the uh, ninja armor sets. But you find a, a very familiar-looking set of studded leather that doesn't look like it's degraded like everything else in this room. It's a dark black stained leather set of armor, which would be an improvement over what you're wearing. And you also find a breastplate, but there's a very heavy gash cutting through it 
from the breast to the base. Uh, it would take significant repairs to make it functional again. It doesn't interest you, but you recognize that it might be of interest to Asharis. So, uh, Ghostslinger, this ninja style, this eastern ar- leather armor, would be the same equivalency to studded or to studded leather, which in the player's handbook, I th- should have kept the page open to. I believe is a plus one to your current armor class. No throwing stars, then. She already has a couple throwing stars, and since he only said one item, this seemed like something better as a reward. I don't know. Maybe okay. maybe you disagree. There are daggers. You could take some very nice daggers. What do you want, Ghost Slinger? Are you going to take something, sweetie? I mean, I'll take the armor. It sounds good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that the the way the armor works for dexterity-based fighters, you could take the dexterity hit. Maybe I'm looking in the wrong place. Maybe I'm in the wrong book. I'm in the wrong book. That's why I can't find it. The way that it works is dexterity-based armor has a very low armor class, but it adds your dexterity modifier. So your dexterity modifier is very high, if I remember. Mm-hmm. Um. So you don't want, what is it? It's like a three or a four? Three. So it's a three. So this armor, I believe you right now have an 11 plus your dexterity modifier. Mm -hmm. So it comes out to be 14. This armor is a 12 plus your dexterity modifier, which would make it 15. And if your dexterity goes up, it will go up to 16. Now, the other option you have is I did mention that plate armor, it's heavily damaged but it would be a 14 plus your dexterity modifier to a maximum of two. So the maximum of two would mean that it would be a 16 instead of a 15. But I think... Because your dexterity goes up, it doesn't go up. Yeah, it would lock you out of being able to go up. That way, you'd have to find some more studded armor uh, in order to increase past 16. Interesting. And you'd have to find someone to repair it. And it's not Eastern style, so I figured, you know, Asharis might be interested in it over top of what she's got. But it depends. Because everybody can only take one thing. Maybe you guys would trade things around. I don't know how you want to work it. I don't know. Because I'm not even sure what Asharis's AC is right now. Because I don't have up-to-date character sheets for you guys. 11 plus 4. So you're at 15? Mm-hmm. So it puts you at 16. So, I don't know. It's up to you. What would you guys uh, like to do? I'll take the smoke. The fire breather. I'd be handy. So the way that fire breathing potion works is you drink it and it is consumed. And for one hour you can breathe fire, but only three times. And the way fire works is it is a cone in front of you. I don't remember exactly how large. It's pretty big. And anybody who makes a dexterity saving throw, or who doesn't make a dexterity saving throw will take 4d6 damage. And you can do that three times as a bonus action. So you drink the potion, and then for up to an hour, you can use this fire breath 
up to three times, and it will give you a bonus action that does 46 damage. So that's pretty powerful, but it's consumed when you drink it. Hmm. Well, I, I can throw fire now. But, but that takes your action. This would be a bonus action, so you can cast a spell and breathe fire on someone. Okay, I'll take the, the fire. I'll be right back. So how damaging are these arrows? They do plus two damage. So each one is plus two. So like right now, I think your bow is 1d8. These would be 1d8 plus two, which would mean that your minimum would be three and your maximum would be 12. And I would be fine with letting you recover arrows as long as you don't shoot them somewhere you couldn't get them back or run away. Run away! Hmm. Okay, what do we come up with? I think I'll take the arrows. And Ghostslinger? He wants the armor. She took the armor? (coughs) That's good. The studded armor. For the life of me, I cannot find the studded armor listing, but I know it's in here somewhere. Oh well. I'm pretty sure I'm right that it's a plus one for her. It's 12 plus dexterity modifier with no maximum. Are we going back to the end to spend the night? So, you guys have gotten your your reward. Lord White will kind of take you back to the uh to the front entryway after you've uh gathered your magical items and magical. Well, yes. Cool. <laughs> it's not every day you can get a bottle that makes you breathe fire. I know mine was magical, but I didn't know the armor was I guess it is. Magic arrows. And the arrows are magical. So he'll take you back to the front door, and he'll again uh, express his lament to lose these family heirlooms, but he expresses that this should hopefully mark the beginning of brighter days for White going forward. And what about the, uh, hmm? what about Henry? That double image of Henry, is there anything we can... You don't know about that. Only Ghostslinger saw that. Okay. But as you are leaving, you catch uh, kind of a as as Lord uh, Lord White says, uh, "Brighter days." You catch kind of a flash of a sneer across his face. It the expression doesn't exactly match uh, the words. You don't know if it's just the the behavior of this odd fellow in front of you, or if there's something more serious to it. But you do note that it leaves you feeling slightly uneasy as you're leaving, hmm. and you guys are allowed to leave from uh, White Manor. Allowed? Okay. What is uh? What is our my level of uh, magic now? Uh, you are a level three wizard. Almost a four, though, right? Yes, you are very close to your next level up. Thank you. Oh, see, I thought we were level two. No, because you got Sheila when you turned level three. That's right. I'm working that out. Sheet here. And you guys, let's see, you have some time left in the day. I'm going to go ahead, Merlin, and say that. The remainder of those two potion bottles, did you keep them, or did you just take the one bottle? No, I took the whole box. The whole box of three? Uh, I'm going to say that you think you can probably 
uh, reverse engineer the potions that were in them. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> but it will require you spending a good amount of time working on them and to uh, find out what the components you'll need will be. Uh, and then you'll have to find those components and spend time making them. So I'm going to add... So I'm going to need you to keep track of days to find out what the potion components will be. You'll have to spend your downtime, let's say, 10 days each to figure out what they are that you'll need to be able to make these potions. And then you'll have to find out what they do if you don't already know by, from the components what they do, which will be based on mm -hmm. history checks. So I'll have, you'll have to keep track of how many days you spent working on each one. Uh, and this day of sleeping in white can be the first one. All right. Day one. What color are the quills on, uh, on your arrows that you found, Tivi? I think the ones you were given in white were blue. What do you think? Bright orange? Cool. Silver inlaid wooden arrow shafts with bright orange quills. Sounds pretty cool to me. All right, and you guys are free to hang out in white. Do you want to essentially fast forward to uh, sleeping, or just shall we pick it up in the evening uh, with you going back to... Or no, you decided you didn't want to uh, get mercenaries to travel with you. No, we're going to get those, and if we need them, we're going to get them in, in uh, Brentwood. All right, so you guys could start heading out towards Brentwood with what's left of the day, or you could stay in white for another day and then head out. I think we should stay in white, rest up, get a good start tomorrow morning. All right. And how much time do we have to save this person? Well, you know it'll take you at least four ten days to get there, unless you can find some other means of getting there faster. A horse. Hmm. We might buy a horse next time. Do you know that's where the word hitchhike came from? Stand by the horse hitch? No. Two men, one horse. One man gets on the horse and rides down the trail. He ties the horse up and continues walking on the trail. The next man catches up to where the horse is tied. The horse has been resting all this time. Now this man rides the horse and passes the first man. Hitch and hike. <laughs> ah. That's from my grandfather, who got it from his grandfather. <laughs> Interesting. Didn't Not know. Not everybody had horses back in the old days. 